Good morning. It is Monday, December 11th, 2023. And as the title of this stream suggests, we have an update on the situation involving the Coalition for Canceled Priests. As you will recall, it was last week, I brought you the news that Father John Lavelle had been dismissed from the Coalition for Canceled Priests, characterized it as him having been canceled. I read a statement to you here, and a few days later, Father John Altman, who sits on the board of directors for the Coalition for Canceled Priests, issued his own response, a response that was uh, suitably spicy, we'll say. And we now, a couple days later, and I haven't reported on this until now, the Coalition for Canceled Priests issued their own formal response. This would be from their board of directors to Father John Lavelle. And last night, I received a press release from Father John Lavelle's attorney that is a response to the Coalition for Cancel Priest Accusations. So what we're going to do here is we're going to give you both of those things. We're going to give the, we're going to go over today, the formal release from the Coalition for Cancel Priest first, followed immediately after that by, with Father John Lavelle's response to uh, all of these accusations leveled against him so that you can decide for yourself what's going on and we can have the information out there most readily available. I do hope that these press releases do get picked up by uh, Canon 212 at the very least, if not some of the actual Catholic news outlets, because it is very strange that no one is reporting on this aside from a few bloggers and video YouTubers like myself. So good morning to everyone in the live stream. And we are going to just dive right in about this. And by the way, thank you to the person who pointed out the typo in the thumbnail. It has since been fixed. So let us go right to the board of directors statement on the Father John Lavelle situation. As you'll notice, it was dated four days ago because, again, I wanted to present this with the, knowing I knew that Father Lavelle was going to have a statement. So I wanted to present them together. So here we begin, though, with a public statement slash press release dated December 7th from the Coalition for Canceled Priests. The Coalition for Canceled Priests Board of Directors provides this public statement following its investigation of the coalition's co-founder and former president, Father John Lavelle, particularly in response to his press release posted on December 1st, 2023. The coalition was founded in 2021. Its mission is to spiritually and materially support faithful priests who seek to return to active ministry after being unjustly canceled. Since its inception, however, the coalition has gone through significant turbulence in its leadership. The coalition is now capably led by a diverse and highly qualified group of clergy and lay people with extensive experience in the corporate governance of for-profit and non-profit entities, and with an unwavering dedication to carrying forward the coalition's mission to support good and holy canceled priests, with an emphasis on efforts to return them to active ministry. In February 2023, Father Lavelle resigned as, Ford, as board president at the request of the board. He then resigned as a director of the board in May 2023, but he retained his salary as a coalition employee. In August 2023, the coalition board unanimously decided to carry out an independent investigation of him. This decision was not made lightly, but instead it was made only after board leaders were informed of multiple serious allegations and other extensive information of concern involving Father Lavelle. Due to privacy concerns for him and many others, the specific dates of such information have not been disclosed, nor should they be. Uh, 
After extensive evaluation and due deliberation, and particularly in light of Father Lavelle's continued refusal to cooperate with the investigation in any material way, the board unanimously decided on November 30th, 2023, not to reinstate him to any leadership or, or other position with the Coalition for Canceled Priests. This decision was likewise made carefully and conscientiously, respecting both Father Lavelle and the inherent sensitivity involved with many related considerations. Notably, Father Lavelle has been represented by an attorney who has advocated for his interests. Through its legal counsel, the board communicated extensively with Father Lavelle's attorney regarding the investigation and related concerns, asking questions for Father Lavelle's response, particularly with respect to whether Father Lavelle would cooperate or not. Through these communications, Father Lavelle was provided ample notice of very serious matters directly related to his fitness to continue as an employee of the coalition. Unfortunately, Father Lavelle refused to respond to such questions. Instead, the coalition was met with obfuscation and Father Lavelle's contrary demands. Through its independent investigator, the coalition received extensive information regarding the serious allegations against Father Lavelle. Additionally, the coalition learned that Father Lavelle refused to answer the written questions sent to him by the investigator. Such questions included the following open-ended inquiries intended to gain a better understanding of his qualifications to lead the coalition in terms of nonprofit governance, spiritual leadership, and interpersonal dynamics. Now, here are those questions. Number one, where did you go to seminary? How was that experience? Two, what were your ministerial assignments? How were those experiences? Three, when and how were you canceled? Four, what did you do outside of ministry? Jobs, studies, social, spiritual activities of all kinds. Five, do you have a regular spiritual director? Six, what education do you have in business or management? Seven, what training have you received in workplace skills, public speaking, personal boundaries, and business ethics? Eight, what is your understanding of the business requirements of a 501c3? That is a nonprofit organization designation in the United States for those who might not be familiar. And number nine, is there anything else you would like to add? Father Lavelle's response to these questions, none, meaning he didn't answer them. Throughout its investigation, the coalition provided both housing and an opportunity for charitable support to Father Lavelle. He remained in the coalition's housing, but refused to apply for charitable assistance. The coalition is not at liberty to further address financial matters through this public statement, but the board certainly takes all such financial stewardship matters very seriously. The coalition gave Father Lavelle every reasonable opportunity to cooperate and respond meaningfully in connection with its investigation. He declined. Instead, he has gone on to attack the board's leadership and the investigation, while also expressly denying any misconduct, canonical, moral, or civil. The board declines to delve into specifics to refute such denial, except to share that the board further determined in the exercise of its due diligence, prudence, and wisdom that, regrettably, no other feasible alternative existed than to discontinue Father Lavelle in a leadership or employee role. Father Altman was part of that unanimous vote and has chosen to speak separately on the conclusions. The board of directors are volunteers, with the exception of the president of the board, who is the acting executive director. The current board has strived to promote the coalition's best interests, including accounting, IRS requirements, and other legal compliance, as required for Section 501c3 nonprofit status. Perhaps most importantly, the coalition's board has put the prior disarray to rest and is now focusing slow, solely on the mission, which is to assist those priests who qualify for assistance by virtue of having been canceled. To date, the coalition has provided charitable assistance to 33 priests, and we look forward to more opportunities to help cancel priests as our financial resources permit. Faithful Catholics, the coalition's mission continues. We therefore encourage you to support the coalition through your faithful prayer and financial support. 
Coalition Board is deeply grateful for past supporters and eagerly welcomes new supporters and continued prayers, especially as we move beyond the past leadership troubles into new opportunities to care for canceled priests who appreciate the coalition's mission and adhere to related legal requirements for the coalition's charitable support. God bless you all. That is the letter from the Coalition for Canceled Priests. I will be posting that letter as well as Father John Lavelle's response to the initial statements from the coalition. And my show notes today at returntotradition.org, the name of this podcast or YouTube channel with a .org at the end. Just look for today's post, <clears throat> the post with the podcast name or something similar in it. Also, I'm going to post something else that was sent to me. Um, a, another organization has chimed in, but it, 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 their letter is more of a personal, what would you say, a personal sort of affirmation of Father John Lavelle's character. I'll post a link to that. It's a, if I read that one, I think it's really long. If I read that one and Father Lavelle saying this stream will be like an hour of me reading, which nobody wants. So I want to know what you have to think, your thoughts on this, though, about the initial thing for Father Lavelle as we now go into um, the Father John Lavelle re release, which was sent to me and opened up as a Google document, which is a little odd, but it's okay. Hence why you can see a cursor there. No, I did not write this. <laughs> I'll have a link to, I'll put this maybe in the text form on my, again, in my show notes at returntotradition.org. Again, look for the post for today's podcast there. This one is dated the 10th of December. So last night, Sunday, written by his attorney, uh, Frank Andriano, who is a, who is located in Joliet, Illinois. For the record and response to Father James Altman's statements about Father John Lavelle and other canceled priests, I would like the following to be made known. One, I had never met Father John Lavelle prior to August of this year, and I had never heard of the Coalition for Canceled Priests. When Father Lavelle first contacted me in August of this year, I asked him, for the employee improvement plan, employee write-up, or other documents he received outlining the issues which had led to a suspension. To my surprise, his employer, the Coalition for Canceled Priests, had provided Father Lavelle nothing. As a practicing attorney for more than 30 years, this lack of documentation was, was surprising as a coalition is not a mom-and-pop organization. Rather, the board of directors is comprised of experienced businessmen, Father James Altman, who currently holds an active law license in the state of Michigan and whose resume indicates many years as a practicing attorney prior to becoming a priest, as well as experienced outside counsel, Ms. Sally Wagonmaker. And in short, I found it odd that an experienced group of business and legal professionals would operate in such a slipshod fashion. Point three. Since Father Lavelle had not been apprised of the actual allegations against him, I immediately contacted the attorney for the Coalition for Canceled Priests, Ms. Wagonmaker, and I asked for a written list of issues or allegations which led to Father Lavelle's suspension. To my surprise, she refused to provide any written documentation. Point four. In an effort to de-escalate what seemed a fractured relationship, I suggested mediation. It was my hope that offering mediation would allow the parties to meet and to work through their issues in a confidential and collaborative manner. Mediation would also allow Father Lavelle and myself to understand the coalition's concerns and to address any concerns or issues in a pastoral and proper manner. Point five, the coalition rejected mediation and indicated that it had hired attorney David Genuine to conduct a thorough and independent investigation. Six, the hiring of a licensed private detective to conduct an investigation, normally a retired police officer, is not uncommon. It is also common to hire an attorney or law firm to conduct an investigation, though an attorney is usually more expensive. Seven, 
Though the exact scope and focus of this investigation remained a mystery, Father Lavelle welcomed the inquiry, and I immediately contacted Attorney Genuine. Point eight. Those unfamiliar with the process, contacting a fellow attorney or private investigator is a routine matter. Ethical rules require attorneys to communicate only with the attorney and not directly with the represented party. Thus, notice of representation assures compliance with the ethical rules and provides a proper point of contact for the scheduling of interviews, document requests, and the general exchange of information. Police and private investigators likewise follow the procedure. Point nine. I informed Attorney Genuine that Father Lavelle would consent to an in-person interview or to an interview via Zoom or by phone. By contacting Attorney Genuine, I hoped I would quickly receive a call or email coordinating an interview. Quite frankly, I also hoped to receive some indication of the reasons for the investigation, which would help me marshal whatever evidence might be helpful to address the subject matter of Attorney Genuine's inquiry. Point 10. Incredibly, Attorney Genuine never responded. He never called me to schedule an interview and never sent me a single email, document request, or request for information. As a practicing attorney, I found this very odd. In my legal career, I have presented hundreds of people for interviews, formal statements, police questioning, and employer interviews. Not once have I ever had an investigator or attorney at any level refuse or decline to interview a willing subject. Point 11. When I heard nothing from Attorney Genuine, I contacted Ms. Wagonmaker in November of this year in order to ask about the status of the investigation. She assured me that the Attorney Genuine's investigation was ongoing, but informed me that his investigation would not be completed until December. Point 12. Thus, I still anticipated contact from Attorney Genuine. I also assured Father Lavelle that Attorney Genuine would reach out to me shortly. Father Lavelle wanted to resolve whatever issues existed, and he looked forward to answering any written questions he the attorney might have, as well as sitting for a formal interview. Point 13. To my amazement, on December 1st, 2023, I received a letter informing me that Father Lavelle had been terminated based upon Father Lavelle's refusal to cooperate with the coalition's investigation. I was shocked by this letter as it alleged that Father Lavelle had refused to answer written interrogatories questions, which had been propounded by attorney David Genuine. 14. No questions or written questions were ever sent to me. No request for an interview was received by my office, despite my direct offer, and any contention to the contrary by the coalition is simply false. 15. If any of the foregoing is contested by the coalition or Attorney Dave Genuine, I challenge them to produce the written interrogatories sent to my office by Attorney David Genuine. I also challenge them to produce the re request for interviews sent to my office by Attorney David Genuine. I challenge them to produce phone records showing a single call from Attorney Genuine to my office. 16. All the foregoing should be easy to produce, as attorneys know the importance of keeping proper records in accord in order to maintain proof of compliance with ethical standards and billing requirements. The written interrogatories, questions, should also have a proof of service attached, or there should be an email chain from Attorney Genuine to my office. 17. After I received Ms. Wagonmaker's letter, I wrote to Attorney Dave Genuine about his conduct without response. I was then sharply informed by the coalition's attorney, Ms. Wagonmaker, not to contact Attorney Dave Genuine. Even though Attorney Genuine is not a coalition employee who supposedly was supposedly independent attorney performing a fact-based investigation. 18. The bottom line is that Father Lavelle is an honest man who wanted to privately mediate any disagreements, which offer was rejected. He then stood ready to meet his accusers, despite the fact that the allegations were kept secret. Despite his desire to address the unknown, Father Lavelle was summarily discharged by the coalition without the opportunity to know or to refute whatever allegations or concerns the board of directors have had. 19. As Father Lavelle's attorney, I am baffled by the actions of the Board of Directors. Assuming that priests are guilty is a common and popular prejudice in our modern society. 
The Coalition for Cancel Priests, however, was founded by Father Lavelle to fight this prejudice and to fight for the religious freedom of the clergy. 20. It is disturbing that the board of directors has failed in its most core mission of protecting priests and that it has failed to adhere to the most basic of American beliefs, innocence until proven guilty. 21. Please know that Father Lavelle has tried for months to reach an amicable solution with the board of directors, and it was his deepest desire to quietly avoid discord, only to be rebuffed at every turn. Father Lavelle has the right to defend his good name, and all Catholics of goodwill should demand answers from the board of their unfair and intemperate actions. And that is the press release from Father Lavelle's attorney. Now, I'm curious what you have to think, what you think about this. Um, I will just suggest when reading that, the takeaway that I have is that there's a, at the very least, an obvious communications issue. And it honestly, what looks like a professionalism issue. If there is, it, as the attorney himself said, it is a matter, a routine matter for when an attorney reaches out to another attorney in these kind of disputes to for communication. It's routine. It, it's a normal thing. It happens all the time. And for them to not respond is odd. Father Lavelle has maintained that he was never given those questions that were the that the coalition said in their press release that were the cause of his termination that he never responded to. He says he never got them. I would assume they have his his address and and his contact information and that of his attorney in their records. But we shall see. I'm curious what you all think about this, though. I'm seeing a lot of chatting going on in the live chat this morning. Yes, there is a that storm that hit the East Coast is now up in Maine. It's rain though, so I'm happy for you that it's rain. It's just rain. Linda says it's disturbing that Father Lavelle's attorney is pretty much being ignored across the board by everyone, right? And it's it's odd too to have essentially Father Lavelle and Father Altman on opposite sides of this because they both have done very good work for the church and for exposing the evils in the church and for helping to support the continuation of the sacraments for those who, for whatever reason, can't bring themselves to step foot into a normal parish anymore. That's important work that they do for speaking the truth. And they have been, they have suffered enough at the hands of those with ecclesiastical authority in the hierarchy that in general, they should not be at each other like this, but such is the way that our adversary works. Light reminds us in the chat that tomorrow, the 12th, is the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. 500th anniversary is 2031, 100th anniversary from when our Lord spoke to Sister Lucia, make it known to my ministers. Yes, there that uh, that is, uh, I've done videos on that before. Maybe I should revisit the subject of the timeline of Marian apparitions from the Reformation onwards, because the Reformation, depending who you ask, was the start of the present age of the church. If you hold to the seven ages of the church, we're in the fifth age, according to that hypothesis. And it began, and most of these, it, it began at the Reformation and would likely be ending right around that 2031 era, which means you're going to see some sort of upheaval, <laughs> massive one, likely with the, uh, you know, the triumph of the Immaculate Heart and the rest of the other things that are that Our Lady spoke of at Fatima and thereafter to Sister Lucia. Um. Yes, and this is why uh, it is heartbreaking. And Cindy, this is why I remind people, the reason I talk about, I'm covering these, is one, there's going to be people with just misinformation out there about what's going on with these when eventually other organizations start commenting and start reporting on this. But two, you've got to be praying for everybody involved in this. So later today, when you pray your rosary, include 
the Coalition for Cancel Priests and everybody there and Father Lavelle and everybody on his side of things in your prayers for this, that this could be resolved amicably. The, we don't need further disintegration for among those who are trying to keep the, the same faith that has been handed on to us. Um, Donald Morgan reminds us, once the lawyers are involved, everything becomes a fog of words. I will tell you, I've read a lot of things written by lawyers, and that was one of the most clear things I've ever read written by a lawyer. There's only a little bit of like the legalese in there, and I very much appreciate that because lawyers are trained to be very good with the written word and often will be able to mask things with, you know, thesauric jujitsu, basically. Uh, yes, Lepanto reminds us to pray for our enemies, too. Yes. And I don't consider, I don't think anybody in this story that I'm covering today should be counted among the adversaries that we face. Far from it. They are all people who are all striving for the same things that we are. So they should be prayed for. But our, our Lord commanded us to pray for our adversaries too. You know, typical short stream today. So I'm curious what you think about this story. So let me know in the comments, please. And um, if you have any final questions, this is your time to, uh, to ask them. Cindy asks us to pray for Father Altman. Absolutely. Remember to pray for him as well. Um, if there is no are no further questions at this time, then I will let you know that I've got a pretty big news story coming out of um, the Cerro Malabar, right? The church going live in about 20 minutes. The sources for those who want them for these letters will be available at about 5 a.m. Central Time. So you can read them for yourself. I'm going to try not to take sides in this other than do the side of the truth because we all will be held to account on the truth someday by truth himself. So as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein, Ave Maria.